Good morning, my beautiful babies. What's up? It's your girl, Nomi Jackson, with her partner in crime, Ishii, there on the other line. What's up, babies? It is Saturday, November 14th, 2020, at 7.58 a.m. It is a cold day here. It's 30 degrees, but it's sunny. It's really, really sunny, so I'm thankful for that. Um... But yeah, the uh, the feel like temperature is 24, so brrr, <laughs> it is cold. Um, I don't know where you guys are. I, I hope it's not as cold as it is where you are. But um, if it is, I hope it's at least sunny because that can make the difference between a good day and a bad day. Um, what's up? Saturday, Saturday. You guys have any big plans today? Uh, what am I going to do? Um, I'm hoping to get a ride to Dollar Tree. Because I need to get a couple things. Some wrapping paper and some tape. Uh, so hopefully, crossing my fingers, I go do that today. Even though it's freezing as hell out there. But whatever. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm a Midwest girl. So that's what we got to go through. Um, yeah, and pretty much that's about it. Um, taking it easy. She's taking it easy today. Um so anyway, guys, I think I want to like to tell you something like to um make myself vulnerable to you and let you know what um I was going through last night. Like I had this whole thing in my head. <laughs> if you all didn't think I was crazy now, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there so you can see my strange thought process. So anyways, like um, I found this film, this really, really low budget film that was basically about is a futuristic thing that it takes place in 2023 and Michael Jackson was still alive according to this um film and somebody was interviewing him and his face was disfigured so he was wearing a mask and he was hiding away in Switzerland I think it said um, and so it was just basically this, uh, woman interviewing him and basically what it was, I keep saying basically, I know Judge Judy hates that. <laughs> Good thing I'm not on uh, the show, but, um, what do you call it? And she hates when people say like too. I say like all the time, like, you know what I mean? But, um, so anywho, uh, she was interviewing him, but as someone who's read all read and or heard all of his interviews before, it was basically just, oh, there I go again. It was just bits and pieces of previous interviews throughout his life. So, like, everything he said in this quote-unquote interview was stuff he already said in other interviews. I've heard it all before. But anyway, it's just weird when they um put it all together in um, one and you hear it all as a bunch and I find myself, and this is the weird part, I found myself getting angry. And, like, it was like, wow. He, I know he lied about things. He lied. And when you hear it all together, like, I just started getting angrier and angrier because I realized he did lie about things. Um, and... Uh, according to stuff other people have said and you know obviously he stretched the truth or he 
outright lied about some things even his very good friend elizabeth taylor in her um forward in his book she even said that he was cunning and like i told you guys like you know he had two parts of him like everybody else did anyway so like between that and then i saw a certain picture i won't i won't specifically say what the picture was it was a you know separate from this but i saw it and like i was like damn it was so clear that he he lied about this particular thing and i found myself i was just angry i was like really really angry at him last night and i was even praying about it you know i I was like you know please jehovah just like let this you know talk to me let the holy spirit let the angels teach me and tell me why i feel this way why i i feel so harsh about it and um so i woke up this morning and then i was just you know browsing at stuff and it was talking about forgiveness and everything and then it like dawned on me like whoosh I was acting like his rabid fans that put him on a pedestal which I've always not liked when they did that but I realized I was doing it myself because at the end of the day he was a human man he was not perfect he was not a god he was not holy you know he he was a man and he did some things he shouldn't have as we all have and maybe some of them <laughs> were not um on the up and up but you know who's to say any of us have always been on the right path i know i've made mistakes um so he did what he did he lied because he felt he had to or he wanted to i mean whatever but at the end of the day he loved god and he was a godly person so and he he did god's work in this world i mean that is beyond obvious to me he did god's will despite all of the other stuff um the lies really <laughs> it's the lies that really get to me i obviously i don't i know for a fact he didn't do any of that stuff they accused him of you know that bullshit but um he did definitely lie and that like really hurt me because i don't like liars but um he was human and god kind of showed it to me that um we're all not perfect and we all do things and now because he was a firm believer in god and he lived a godly life and he you know did god's will he is you know with the lord in heaven right now at home that's where he is and he is cleansed of anything that he did bad as we all if we you know make it there to the good place as i call it you know we'll all get there and if we did his will um and loved him and believed him we will be there and all that is off the table so i god kind of pointed out to me like you know who am i to judge because at this very moment michael is in a heavenly state here i am still in the lowly state so who am i to judge him for what he might have done you know wrong because i'm still right in the middle of doing stuff i probably shouldn't be doing and he did the work so anyway <laughs> i just like really wanted to get that out there because it was like really bothering me that i was upset with him you know 
And I shouldn't have been because he was a child of God. He is a child of God. And right now he's in a beautiful heavenly state. And I will always look up to him for all the good stuff he did. And, you know, <laughs> I hope to be exactly where he is one day. And yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. I don't know. <laughs> That was just on my mind. I hope you guys don't think I'm crazy or nothing like that. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> that's the uh, uh crazy thing about me today. So, anyway, uh, if you guys want to talk about that further, you know, hit me up and I'll talk about it with you. Our first poem for today is called 100% Faith. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ishii's looking at me. I I just wanted to say that like he's so patient with me when I go through these um these revelations I have. He'll just sit back and you know, he won't interfere and then he watches me get it. He watches that light bulb go off and then we'll discuss it after, which is really, really a beautiful thing. And he you know, he doesn't get angry or anything, which is super awesome. Okay, today's first poem is a hundred percent faith. I've mulled things over. I've made up my mind to have 100% faith in your decisions because I've decided truth, true faith is blind. I still may ask you why. If you choose not to say, I'll understand. I guess the reasons aren't that important. My devotion to you is what's at hand. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my very soul because I'm literally a part of you. Together we make a whole. You'll always choose the best for us. You'll never steer us wrong. You and me together, babe, make a truly great love song. Oh, ain't that sweet. <laughs> For that one, I use Tchaikovsky's Valse Sentimental. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but then again, I'm not Russian. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm assuming it's a pretty song. All of Tchaikovsky's work is very beautiful if you listen to it. I'm assuming it means sentimental waltz. That's what it looks like. Oh, not Russian. What, isn't that Austrian? Or is that Russian? I don't know. See, I love Tchaikovsky's music. I love classical music, but I do not study it. So I really couldn't tell you anything about uh, any of the specifics, but um, I just know what I like, and I like that. Our next poem is called My Cup of Tea. In the very beginning, they all saw I was smitten. After all this time, they still see by the true love bug I've been bitten. The initial exciting feelings are still there. I'm just as giddy about you as before, but the very heart of the matter is, to this very day, I love you even more. I realize our thing is in everyone's cup of tea. Not every woman would appreciate your style. Being submissive, learning from you is cool with me. The, re the reciprocity of our love makes it all worthwhile. I'm the only one for you. You're the only one for me. You are an ever-present in my soul. Baby, you are my cup of tea. And... Apparently, I was on a Tchaikovsky's kick that day. Was that the same day I wrote those two? Uh, yep, it was the same day. <laughs> I wrote them together. And that one I used Tchaikovsky's Sleeping Beauty, which is also very pretty. Please listen to um, a Tchaikovsky's playlist if you ever get a chance to. But speaking of cup of tea, you guys are my cup of tea. And I hope, my sweet cups of teas, you will hear this word from our sponsor. Well, 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 Ishi and I are back right now. I told you we wouldn't be long. I told you that, didn't I? If I didn't tell you that, I meant to tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, we back. Me and Ishi, we be back. Our next poem is called I'm Weak. 
Every day I love you more than I did the day before. For you I am weak, sometimes I can't speak. For you I weep, I'm in this so deep. I'll always put I I'll always put you first because you're the one for whom I thirst. I'm going crazy from this desire. Only you can quench the fire. I believe you when you made that promise. We'll be together soon and have eternal bliss. Promise and bliss. That kind of rhymes a little bit. <laughs> I guess if I said it differently, it probably would have sounded better. Um, ooh, I Get Weak by Belinda Carla. I get weak when you're next to me. Weak, blah, blah, blah. Ah. I like that song. <laughs> Actually, Belinda Carlisle was a cool chick from when she was in the Go-Go's and then even like all her solo stuff, um, especially her solo stuff. I really like. And that's like she's one of the few um, artists from my prime that I can listen to where I don't have any um, negative or sentimental emotions attached to her songs I just like the songs and to me that's just like a, a, a relief because even though I listen to a lot of my songs from the 80s a lot of them have like people or feelings or emotions attached to them and sometimes it can kind of get to you you know what I mean um so I don't always I don't know most of the time I listen to it I'm fine but some other times I listen to it and you know then I just start to getting my feelings and start to get all funky and whatnot so I don't know you know what I'm saying right you know um but yeah but uh Belinda is definitely one where I don't have that problem she doesn't you know bother me she's just all upbeat and fun and I don't know she's just a really really cool chick uh this one is called love songs I used to listen to love songs I thought they were pretty and sweet I'd hope one day to experience love that that my Mr. Right I'd meet. But things didn't turn out that way. I know now that it was all just games. In my haste to know happily ever after, I fucked up not naming any names. Oh, I thought I knew what love was. I forced a scenario to try to make it true. Since then, I've learned the hard way to be true to myself in all I do. So for the last few years, we've bonded. Now I truly know what those love songs are about. Maybe the price of love was pain before pleasure, but the love is so amazing, it makes me want to shout. Okay, guys, now that is a true story. <laughs> uh, replay that. That is, like, literally a true story of my life. That's it. That's <laughs> I made myself vulnerable right there in that poem too. <laughs> so I guess it's just a day to cleanse and get it all out in the open and to admit my mistakes, which is a really good thing. I hope you guys notice what I did was I admitted my wrong. I admitted my mistakes. And I think that is very, very potential. It's, it's very, not potential. It's very crucial to you growing spiritually is to admit you were wrong and see what you did and see how you can improve yourself and grow. So I hope, I hope you guys take note. Always do that. Don't be so full of pride. You can't see what you did wrong because you'll never grow that way. And God wants you to grow and be a better person to get closer to him. For that, I did time of my life from dirty dancing uh, what's his face? Uh, Jennifer Warren's and um, Bill Medley. 
No, I've had the time of my life. <laughs> Obviously, I can't sing like that. But, oh, he's, I love his voice. He's got, like, that really uh, blue-eyed soul thing going on there, and that's such a pretty song. And that was a huge hit, and that was a huge movie when it came out, which is a really great movie. I have not seen that in... Man, I don't know how long I haven't seen that movie. I need to go watch that again. But, uh, yeah, great movie and great song. Speaking of great, I think y'all know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm getting at it. It's the guy I love. Yes, even though I was mad at him (laughs) for stupid reasons. But God showed me the right way and put me in my place, which I appreciate is our man Michael Jackson and today for Mikey Pooh's song we switched to the Invincible album now let me tell you what it says about the Invincible album y'all Invincible is a final studio album by American singer Michael Jackson it was his sixth album under Epic Records and tenth overall released on October 30, 2001. Similar to Jackson's previous material, Invincible explores themes such as love, romance, isolation, media criticism, and social issues. The album peaked at number one in 11 territories worldwide, including the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, France, and Switzerland. Invincible charted with the top 10 in six of the territories. Its least successful charting area was Mexico, where the album peaked at number 29. Total sales for the album are estimated to be 10 million copies. Upon release, the album received mixed reviews from contemporary music critics. Oh, ooh, that, was a <laughs> that was a chore to read it like that. Uh, yeah, I have to say, um, Invincible... It's my second favorite Michael Jackson album. I think it is highly and hugely underrated. My first, of course, is Thriller. Invincible is my second. And um, Off the Wall is my third. And I know a lot of heavy uh, MJ fans will disagree with me. So many think that uh, Off the Wall is his best album. Um, Of course, it's subject to opinion. But um, I guess I was about maybe 10, 11 when it came out. And so, I wasn't feeling it as much as I did when I was a teenager when um, Thriller came out. And so, maybe um, Off the Wall didn't hit me quite the same as Thriller and later on as an adult as Invincible did. When Invincible, to me, is really deep. And I I just love that album. Um, so our first song, the song that we're going to, um, talk about today and read the lyrics to is Unbreakable. It's featuring the notorious B.I.G. Biggest Smalls. Okay. Intro. Ah, this thing keeps popping up in here. Dude, stop. Okay. (laughs) Intro. Yeah, yeah. Ah, verse one. Now I'm just wondering why you think that you can get to me with anything. Seems like you know by now when and how I get down. And with all that I've been through, I'm still around. Pre-chorus. Don't you ever make no mistakes, baby. I've got what it takes. And there's no way you'll ever get to me. Why can't you see that you'll never hurt me? 
because I won't let it be. See, I'm too much for you, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Chorus, you can't believe it. You can't conceive it. And you can't touch me because I'm untouchable. And I know you hate it and you can't take it. You'll never break me because I'm unbreakable. The break. Oh, da. Ah, well, ah. <laughs> Verse 2, Michael Jackson. Now, you can't stop me even though you think that if you block me, you've done your thing. Uh, and when you bury me underneath all your pain, I'm steady laughing. Ha. While surfacing. Pre-chorus. Don't ever make no mistake. Baby, I've got what it takes. And there's no way you ever get to me. Why can't you see that you'll never ever hurt me? Because I won't let it be. See, I'm too much for you, baby. Chorus. You can't believe it, you can't conceive it, and you can't touch me because I'm untouchable. And I know you hate it, and you can't take it. You'll never break me because I'm unbreakable. You can't believe it, you can't conceive it, and you can't touch me because I'm untouchable. And I know you hate it, you can't take it. You'll never break me because I'm unbreakable. Bridge is MJN, Notorious B.I.G. You can try to stop me, but it won't do a thing. No matter what you do, I'm still going to be here through all your lies and silly games. I'm going to still remain the same. I'm unbreakable. Verse 3 is notorious. A lime to a lemon, my DC woman, bringing in 10 G's minimums to condos with elevators in them, vehicles with televisions in them. Watch the honorage turn yours to just mirages. Disappearing act, strictly nines and max curials. Curials. <laughs> Killers be cereal, copperfield material. My dream is vivid. Work hard to live it. Any place I visit, I gotta land there. I can play or stand there and say I like I sound like them. Hello, push wigs back and push six scoop. That's yellow plus clips that expand from hand to elbow. Spray up in your days in any tail you in crack bagging, sick of bragging, how my mink be dragging. Desert East Sweet Sweeper inside the beam wagon. I rely on Best Star to shut it down if I die. But that on my diamond bezel, you're messing with the devil. What? The chorus. It's the same chorus as before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, it sounds whack when I try to uh, read the words. I mean, I, I really, really sounds bad. Let's see what this here thing says. Unbreakable is the first track from MJ's final album, Invincible. It clocked in at a lengthy six minutes with a posthumously sampled rap from the Notorious B.I.G. from the Shaquille O'Neal oh, oh, song, You Can't Stop the Rain. Big was also featured on This Time Around from Michael Jackson's last studio album, History. I didn't know that. And I thought this was his last studio album. Huh. I think somebody made a mistake. These are people, uh, contributors right into this, so maybe something's messed up here. Anywho, adding to Biggie's posthumous presence, Unbreakable contains a sample of Biggie's Ready to Die, cut unbelievable, making the song a bit of a sonic tribute to the notorious one who was murdered four years prior. And you guys, this is written by, obviously, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, because, yeah, this is a sample in there. Robert Smith, Nora Payne, uh, LaShawn Daniels, Fred Jerkins, the third, Rodney Jerkins, and Mikey Poo Jackson. Yeah, Mikey Poo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Released it October 30th, 2001, and it was recorded at the Hit Factory Criteria in Miami, Florida. Okay, guys. Well, um, thank you for putting up with me and my BS today. Well, it wasn't BS; it was truth. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me. Um, 
I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys rock. You guys roll. You guys, yeah. Maybe you guys rap. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I really feel I need to tell you that God loves you. Ishi loves you, and I love you. And since it's a beautiful Saturday, we want you to go out there and have fun or stay inside and have fun or I don't know. Just have fun, whatever you do. Um, talk to God today. Have a conversation with him and listen to him. Not just talk, but listen back. We just want you guys to have a beautiful and blessed day. Odabo Jack.